Hi there. Yes, you have come to the right place. This is the new birth group. This group is committed to the growth of those that have been rebirthed in Christ. The vision of this group is to bring to light the possibilities of the new creation in Christ via the teaching of God's word and giving expression to God's spirit in prayer and the likes, equipping each member for the work of ministry that we may walk worthy of the Lord in all things. As you listen, may the truth illuminate your heart. Miracles are going to happen tonight. Miracles are going to happen tonight. And um, it's a given. It's a given. Because it's seen through our scriptures that when we gather in the name of God, the name of Jesus, that something extraordinary always happens. Something extraordinary always happens when we gather. Hallelujah. So I'll first like to start with, so today I'll be teaching on um, prayer culture, prayer culture. And um, I would like to start with a text. Um, 1 Timothy 3 from verse 16 to 17. Rather, 2 Timothy 3 from verse 16 to 17 says, All scripture, I'm reading from the NKJV, New King James Version, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I'll read from the NLT. So I'll, I'll, I'll read from the NLT. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to what it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So what's happening here this evening is that there is a refining taking place because this is what happens. This is what all scripture is for. It's useful to teach us what is true, to correct us. KJV says, for instruction in righteousness. For instruction in righteousness that you may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the word of God is not just for you to hear, it's to equip you. Hallelujah. It's for you to be equipped to be equipped to do every good work. The word of God is not just to hear. It's not, it's not, you're not just to only, you're not only to hear the word of God, but you're to be a doer of the word of God. You're to be a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. And in our last meeting, I'll just try and give a, um, a quick uh, flashback of what we talked about because um, this is needed because I, I, it, it follows this train of thoughts in what I want to really go into tonight, right? So in our last meeting, I taught on prayer. You know, I taught on purpose, purpose in prayer. Why do we pray, right? And I taught on a mentality we ought to have in prayer. I called it the access consciousness. The access consciousness, that's what I called it. So I'll try to be as fast as I can, um, I'll try to be as fast as I can. So I call it the, the access consciousness. In Ephesians 2 from verse 18, it says, for through him, we both have access. And he, the him being talked about is Jesus. And the both being talked about is the Jews and the Gentiles. 
Hallelujah. Right? It says, for through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So this tells us that we have access to God. So I want you to say right now where you are that I have access to God. I have access to God. Because the spirit of God lives inside of me, I have access to God. Hallelujah. Right. That's it. If you can just get that tonight. My work here is pretty much done. We have access to God. Hallelujah. So this changes everything. It changes the spectrum of our prayers. It changes the way we pray. It changes the purpose of our prayers, of our prayer life. You see, so when the disciples watched Jesus pray, they asked him, teach us to pray. That's Luke um, um, 11 from verse 2 to 4. It says, teach us to pray. Because they noticed that he prayed different. He called God Father. He said, our Father. Right? And they didn't understand this because they were, they, they were still slaves in that they were still they were still under the law because Jesus hadn't died and been, and been glorified and they hadn't received the spirit of God, which would give them access to God. But let's not go into that tonight. So they noticed that Jesus prayed differently. Jesus prayed with an access consciousness. He prayed with an access consciousness. Hallelujah. You see, so having this consciousness stops you from praying petty prayers. It stops you, you know, you're no longer asking God for access because he has, in fact, offered it to you through Jesus before you even asked. Hallelujah. So you can stop praying like someone um, hasn't accepted because the Bible says that you are accepted in the beloved. Accepted in the beloved. He has given you access. Hallelujah. You see, and I gave an example. I said, imagine if the richest man in the world is your father. Just imagine it. The wildest imagination. <laughs> and by the way, anyways, <laughs> let me know. But yeah, just try and imagine that the richest man in the world is your father, right? You see, there, there are some things that you need to ask for. If you know who your father is, that he's the richest man in the world, and he's your father, there's some things you won't ask for. There's some things that become petty. Hallelujah. Aye. You see, and not that those things are not important, but they become petty. Because you know the caliber of your father, the capacity of your father. I don't want to dwell on this because if I do, this world will just <laughs> will stay. But so, as that being said, that being said, this consciousness makes you have a purposeful and God-centered prayer life. You, you no longer are self-centered, self-seeking. When you have access to God, to the God of the universe, your, your priorities, they realign. You take a radical shift. Hallelujah. So you begin to ask, what does it mean that God is my father? What does it mean? Like, what, what, what is expected of me as, as, as a son, as a daughter? Hallelujah. You see, and, and this brings you closer to the heartbeat of God. It means that his business becomes my business. His priorities become my priorities. 
So Jesus said on his way to that wretched cross, after he had told in the place of prayer, I said, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. <sighs> Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. So this is the purpose of prayer. Prayer aligns you with the will of God. Prayer does much more in you than for you, than what it does for you. Hallelujah. And this is where we'll be kicking off from tonight. You see, I want to teach us on the culture of prayer. And like I said, I did a little recap because I want us to follow this train of thoughts, right? Now we know, at least we have an idea of why we pray. You see, and that's the first step. And the next step is to build that culture of prayer, to, to understand why. Why do I need to build that culture of prayer? Hallelujah. And mm -hmm. what I said earlier was that prayer does much more in you than what it does for you. And I'm going to build up on that this evening, right? And it's as simple as that statement may be. A lot of people have not understood, you might have heard that statement before, but you might not have understood the gravity of that statement. So let's look at Philippians 4 from verse 6 to 7. Philippians 4 from verse 6 to 7. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request, let your request be made known unto God. Right, and then <laughs> what follows that is that it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, so many people see, let your request be made known unto God, and the next thing they expect um, to see is, oh, and God will answer your all your requests, right? And it's true, God is passionate about you. He cares about you more than you care about yourself. He really does. He is so intentional about you, about your needs, right? But what we see here, what we see here is God communicating that beyond answers to your requests, he wants prayer to be the strategy in guarding your heart. He wants prayer to be the strategy in guarding your heart. He says, let your request be made known, to, made known unto God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Kai, who, he says, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. God wants prayer to be the strategy in guarding your heart. You see, because we live in such a world that delights in making you a terrible Christian. I mean, you can be walking on the road. That maybe that day you you know you're fired up. You spend time praying. You just want to you know maybe you want to buy something, and then you just start hearing someone blasting the speaker and you know playing some provocative songs, and you're just like, oh god, <laughs> you know, or maybe you're just on your own, and you're 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 browsing, and then some some just pops up like 
three three kilometers away. Yeah, <laughs> just there like like what? You know the world that we live in delights in making you is structured in a way that is hostile to your faith. And that's why God is prioritizing the peace of your heart over the bank account. He prioritizes the state of your heart. Ah, it covers it. It says, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It surpasses all understanding. It surpasses the, the, the logic of, 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 of man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because it's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. It says this is what you will receive in the place of prayer. And I mean, think about it. When Jesus prayed to God in the most, one of the most crucial times in his ministry on earth, he didn't get a response from God or he didn't get a response that a lot of people would have expected, you know, as person of God, you know, you're supposed to, I mean, I'm talking to you now, answer me now, so it's okay. You know, that's pretty old now. But <laughs> answer me now, like. But let's look at it. Matthew 26 from verse 39. It says, Jesus went a little further and fell on his face. So Jesus, this was the scene of Jesus uh, and the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he was about to be taken to be crucified. This was a man about to, you know, it's one thing to know that, um, okay, it's, it's one thing to know that, yes, we're all going to die, right? But it's another thing to know that, know when you are going to die. That's, that gives a different kind of pressure. Hallelujah. You yeah. see, like you can run mad thinking about it when you know the set time for you to die. And this was Jesus' predicament, right? So just he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as your will. And he repeated the same prayer two times more, that same prayer, that same prayer. This is Jesus, the son of God, and God himself, made manifest in the flesh. He prayed, he asked God, God, I beg, take this thing away from me. I don't, I don't want to do it again. And you might have not taken notice to how it was more than once that he said it. He, he's, he prayed that same prayer more than once. Hallelujah. And so you take my word for it. In, in, in the same chapter, verse 44, it says, So he left them, went again, and prayed the third time, saying, saying the same words. So Jesus, he didn't get the answer that, you know, we would expect in such a situation. Right? Instead, what the, what the Bible say? In Luke 22 from verse 43, it says, Then an angel from heaven appeared and what strengthened him. 
So this this is this is the same as what we read in um, Philippians four from verse six to seven. He receives strength. He receives strength. Hallelujah. Mm. You see that in the place of prayer, Jesus was changed from a man that was that was in deep depression. He told his disciples that, guys, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm, my heart is full of anguish. He told God, did this cup pass? I don't want to do again. I'm tired. And this might be the situation of some of you. In, you, might be, you might be in that situation where God is, has told you to do something and you feel the pressure is just too much. Pray. Do what Jesus did. Do what Jesus did. And you will receive what Jesus received. Hallelujah. So, prayer is God's strategy for you to guard your heart. And you're going to need this in the world we live in. Oh, you're going to need it so much. So much. So much. You know, where a friend of mine opened up to me a while back, you know, was telling me about how, how crazy his office is, you know, the things that they do there and all of that. And I don't want to go into details. But in that kind of situation, I mean, two things can happen. Either you just carry, people carry your bag and leave. People carry your bag and be going. Leave that place. It's not for you, right? Or you let, you let prayer have its work in you. You know, I when I got when I when I got my first nine to five, I was going through, I was going through some sort of transition. So I was freelancing for a while. I was freelancing for a while, um, and then I, I had my first nine to five, and it was very strange for me. I mean, I was coming to the office, and all of that, um, very early in the morning, and doing that kind of thing in Lagos is something else. Lagos is a wonderful place. No, it's not. Doing <laughs> it's, it's a struggle, right? Where you leave your house by six and get to the office by to nine, when work starts by eight. And if you are living in a more sane environment like Abuja, Hallelujah, you won't. It will take you. Are you talking? <laughs> 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 it won't it won't take you you if you leave your house 6 a.m you will get if you're in Abuja, leave your house 6 a.m you will get to your destination 6 20 6 15 sharp sharp right but Lagos said no we like you on the road we like your blood we want it there but anyways so moving on you're gonna need this in this world in the world that we live in so let me finish the story I was saying. So I, I, I was going through all of that. It was a new thing for me. I, it was it was such a struggle. You know, a lot of things in my life was, were suffering. My, my devotional life was suffering. So 
on my way back to work one day, I said, God, I beg, just take this thing away from me. I don't want to do it again. Like, if this job is going to be a hindrance in my work with you, I'm not doing it. Right? Go, just like, mom, shut up. <laughs> and instead, what he told me was to spend more time in prayer. And it gave me, and in that time that I spent in prayer, I had, I had a new perspective. There was, there, was, there was order in my life. Order came to my life. Right, I, I had I was given wisdom to structure my life in some certain ways. Right, so let me not get ahead of myself. So you're gonna need it in this world we live in. You're going to need this in this world that we live in. You know that's why Jesus said, and it is written, "My house will be called a house of prayer." You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God resides in you. The Bible says that he has made his abode in you. Hallelujah. So Jesus calls you a house of prayer. He says, my house will be called a house of prayer. Hallelujah. You see, so prayer is a culture for the believer. It's a culture to be honored. Therefore, it ought to be practiced regularly. It ought to be given priorities. Hallelujah. Mm. Because listen, a man who does not pray will lead a life of contradictions. You will find yourself in some places where you are not, you have no business being in. You find yourself in some company that you have no business being in. If you're not a man of prayer, you will live a life of contradictions. You will, you, will, you will do some things or respond in some ways to certain things that you will be shocked at yourself. Let me cast myself again. So, <laughs> there was one day I was, <laughs> Lord, should I, should I, should I confess, Lord? Oh, man, you started already, tell us. <laughs> Like this. So I was I was leaving, I was leaving very early to my house, going to come what I was going to do. I was going to get something. And oh yes, I was going to get a Wi-Fi modem, right? And I always no no, I think I was going to the bank. Yes, I went to the bank and I, I went to sort out some things in my with my bank. Then I went to, but they told me to go get something. Right, I didn't have it on me. So I went home and I didn't want to start walking all the way because I was in a hurry. So I told the, the so there's a character that takes us to um, our estates, right? And stopped us at a junction. They, are, they call it a Keke junction. Um, well, some people will say junction. Anyways, so, um, um, oh, wow. I, <laughs> so <laughs> that carried me to my house and then Usually, like when they do that, because my house is not far from the junction. Um, well, I can't something about junction. Uh, when they carry, <laughs> usually when they take me there, okay, it's fifteen naira, and I didn't have so much cash on me, right? So I was like, I gave him fifteen naira. I came down, I said, ah, it's not fifteen naira, and then that's our that's our argument started. With. This guy said, you are a fool. That 
We are full, we are full, we are full. Just, it just started. I don't know whether God, I don't devil just entered him. He just wanted to torment my life that day. I was like, hey. Anyways, long story short, I expressed my um, satisfaction and um, the rest is history. Anyway, so <laughs> no, nothing happened though. We didn't fight though. I just I just poked my mind, you know. <laughs> and uh, but after I went inside, I said, man of God. Man of God, why did you do that? <laughs> why did you do that? I felt so stupid. Is this me? Exactly. Now maybe it's this. <laughs> maybe it's this. Ah, I checked, checked, I said, ah, I've not spent time praying. <laughs> I've not prayed today. I've not spent time praying, you know. So if you don't, if you're not the person of prayer, you will live a life of contradiction. You will live a life of contradictions, right? You see, because prayer humbles you. A man that doesn't pray or have a prayer life will be proud. Will be proud. Galatians 5 talks about if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. If you walk in the flesh, you will not fulfill the, the, the fruit of the spirit. So if you walk in the spirit, one way of walking in the spirit is by praying. By praying. So if you don't walk in, and one of the fruits, if you, don't, if you walk in the spirit, you will express the fruits of the spirit. Right? So, if you don't stay in the place of prayer, if you don't give yourself to prayer as a way of walking in the spirit, you will not see the fruit of the spirit being manifest in your life. And one of the fruits of the flesh is pride. You see, so, and the fruit of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is humility, is is, is meekness, kindness, gentleness. If you're not seeing that in your life, I tell you for a fact, you don't have a prayer life. There's no two ways about it. You don't have a prayer life. Hallelujah. Because there's what prayer does in you. There's what prayer does in you. Glory to God. Um, See, I will be a person of prayer. I'll be a person of prayer. In season and out of season. In season and out of season. I will be a person of prayer. Be a person of prayer. Hallelujah. So now let's talk about how do I build a prayer culture? How do I build a prayer life? Hallelujah. And Jesus said this in Luke 18 from verse 1. Then he spake a parable to them that men are always to pray and not to lose hearts. You've heard this probably a thousand times. But I want to break this down as much as I can. I help you to see it in a perspective that you probably haven't seen it before. Right? So Jesus shared a parable with them. And that parable was to depict pers persistency or perseverance in prayer. And there's more to say on, you know, in that parable because he said the purpose of the parable he gave, talking about the woman and the unjust judge. I don't want to go into it. But basically, the purpose of the parable was to depict persistency in prayer, 
to teach persistency in prayer. Hallelujah. And one thing that we also see says, men are always to pray and not, and not lose heart. So we see that prayer is about the heart. Prayer is also about the heart. Not about how you are built physically. <clears throat> not how, not. <laughs> it's not how you are built physically. You know, there was, I was in a prayer meeting one time and <laughs> I don't know, Jesse. I was in prayer meeting one time and um, I saw, I saw one guy, the guy was both, you know, and I think, I think that was one of the first prayer meetings that I attended. So I saw, I was like, ah, oh, well, this guy, like, I'm, we're going to pray for a, a lengthy period, right? So I saw this guy and I was like, oh, well, like, this guy, like, just, I don't know, I don't know why I thought about it, but never mind me. I was like, oh, this guy, this guy will be able to stay in prayer, you know, because he's beautiful. It's, I mean, in my mind, I was like, oh, more, I should exercise to at least even to do small push-up. You know, I would have just tried, even to do jumping jacks, I would have tried something. You know, I mean, I'm coming here, empty stomach, I didn't even bring bottle of water. <laughs> and I was looking at this other guy that looks prepared, you know, bodily. And less than an hour <laughs> into prayer, I saw this guy kneeling down, you know, from kneeling down, he went to lying down. From lying down, he went to sitting down. From sitting down, eh, rolling, you know, not them. From there, I saw him leaving the hall, coming out, leaving the hall, coming out. I might be asking that, ah, were you not praying? That's not your business. Or, yeah, so, <laughs> if I didn't take note of this, I won't be giving this example now. But yeah, so, <laughs> basically, it's not about your physique as well. It's about the heart. It's about the heart. Hallelujah. You see, so if your heart is not in it, you wasted your time. Jesus lets us know that we ought to pray continuously, not on occasion alone, but consistently. Hallelujah. Consistently. So one thing that we learn about prayer, one thing that we can learn about prayer is that Prayer is continuous. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, right? So one way to um, be build a prayer life, a man, there's something my pastor says, a man who has not learned to persevere has not learned to pray. A man who has not persevered has not learned to pray. Hallelujah. So perseverance is something that is that works hand in hand in prayer. Hallelujah. Because the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So you have to persevere. You have to push beyond your limits. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You see, now let's look at other scriptures that point to consistency in prayer uh, and perseverance in prayer. Um, Colossians 4 from verse 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Colossians 4 from verse 2. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind. It says with an alert mind. With an alert mind. So even when you pray in the spirit, and the Bible says that your, your mind is unfruitful, it doesn't mean that you should, you should, you should, you shouldn't put your mind into what you are doing. Hallelujah. So even if your mind is unfruitful, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't put your mind to what you are doing. Because if you don't, your mind will fly 
away. It will wander away. It will wander away while you are praying. Ah, there was one time. Ah, the way Sherlock solved that crime. Anyways, ah, man, I, I, I can't even think of. Give me an example, like, you know, you know, this like, you are, you are, oh, like you're, you're, next you're, week. What is it? Oh, like we're next week. <laughs> exactly. Like, ah, you are praying, 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 you're looking at your toes, you're like, why are my toes like this? Why is my life like this? <laughs> you're like, you're praying and then, ah, just look at the wall, you're like, ah, see how that ant is, but no, ants are so weird. I hate ants. This is what happens when you don't put your mind to prayer. So it says, with an alert mind. And this is why you should always pray your understanding as well. Right? So you're praying in tongues, you're praying in the spirit, but you should always also pray in your understanding. Right? So there's more to say on that, but I, I, I don't want to dwell too much on that. Um, First Thessalonians 5 from verse 17 says, simply never stop praying. So probably put that on the shirt. Never stop praying. The HCSB translation says, pray constantly. Pray constantly. Let prayer be a constant in your life. Let it be a constant in your life. Let it be as constant as you taking a shower every day for those that do. As you as you brushing your teeth every day for those that do, I hope you do. That would be disgusting if you don't. Anyways, um, let it be as consistent as you breathing. Let it be as serious as that. That as long as there is breath in my lungs, prayer would erupt from my belly. Hallelujah. So don't pray only when you feel like in fact, it is when you don't feel like that you should even pray the more. I'm telling you this from personal experience. It's when you don't feel like praying. Pray. 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 Hallelujah. You see, mm. I have to dwell on this for a little bit. Don't pray only when you feel like because... We don't pray by the flesh. We pray by the spirits. Bible says the spirit is willing. So rest on the willingness of the spirit of God. Rest on the willingness of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. We don't pray by the flesh. We don't pray by our, our own senses, by how we feel. We pray by the spirit. Glory to God, this is how you build a prayer life. This is how you build a prayer life. Another way to build a prayer life is having set times of prayer. Having set times of prayer. So we talked about don't pray when only when you feel like. Right? Pray also when you don't pray in season and out of season. Hallelujah. Because the mm -hmm. truth is, when you are, you know, in school, you don't, like when you have an exam, you don't just, like, you don't read when you just feel like reading. You read, you read because you know, if you don't read, you will fail. 
some 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 people go to extreme measures. I remember, um, <laughs> I think I remember this. I remember when we're having exams. Then um, you see, uh, we like we try to stay up so much. We got dark coffee. We didn't mix it. Nothing. And we bought coke. Ah, so who is this lecture? But like we took it so seriously. We took it so seriously. We mix coke with coffee. That's madness, no? Anyways, oh. so we went to that extreme measure. How about you do that in a place? Where, how, the, how about you do that when it comes to prayer? How, how about you do that? Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, have times of prayer, have set times of prayer. Acts 3 from verse 1 says, Now Peter and John were going up together to the temple, to the temple complex at the hour of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. So he says, at the hour of prayer. And there are, there are many more examples in the early church. The early church had hours of prayer. They had times in which they set to pray. So you should have certain times in the day, certain times um, um, in, in the day that you, you pray. Right? You set prayer times. It's so important. Don't leave your prayer life to chance. Right now, if you don't have a prayer time, set it now. Like now. I'm waiting. I'll wait. Set it now. Set times of prayer. Set those alarms. Let them torment you. Set those times of prayer. Where you set it, you must. Set times of prayer. Half times of prayer is so important. It's so important. Acts 3 says, so it says they, they had an in the hour of prayer. There was a time given to prayer. They took prayer seriously. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can start with this too. And I promise you, because of time, I, I, I said I want to keep the time. I want to keep the time. Um, you can start with this too, and you will see that your prayer life will change. Remember, prayer does much more in you than what it does for you. Hallelujah. Yeah, Let me just read this. James 5 from verse 16 to 18. You might not have seen this before. You might not have seen this before. James 5 from verse 16 to 18 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray. For one another, for one another, so that you may be healed. Just the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. In so, this is what I want to bring to our attention. Just therefore, confess your sins to one another. Now, I was not saying confess your sins to God. It says, it says, confess your sins to one another. Confess your struggles to one another. It says, pray for one another that you may be healed. It's just the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in his effect. So a lot of people tie that B part to, oh, this is what prayer can do. Because of what he said next, says Elijah was a human being as she were. Right? But this is trying to point out two things. One, there's what, the whole summary of what I've been, I've been saying. Prayer does much more in you than it does for you. Right? But specifically, what he's saying is that it says, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, confess your struggles 
share your struggles, be vulnerable with one another. It says, so that you may be healed. It says, pray for one another. Because, and so one thing we see here is that prayer heals your heart. Prayer heals your heart. Ah, and the fact that it now goes on to say that the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. So you might have been going through, you might be going through some deep struggles. But what this is saying is that your prayer is powerful. Your prayer can, what's the word I want to use now? Your prayer is stronger than that struggle. Your prayer is more powerful than that struggle that you've been going through. Hallelujah. Your prayer is more, is more powerful than the struggle that you've been going through. So it says the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Not just in causing rain to fall or causing rain to stop, but also in guarding your heart. You see, one thing that uh, you know, my pastor said this, and it's, it's it was a personal experience in my life um, a few years back. You know, I was in a very dark time. I, 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 was, I was depressed, not to even miss words. I was depressed. And yeah, like I had people that I opened up to and all of that. But one thing that brought me out of that depression was prayer. So, yes, you might go to, you might go do ter um, therapy and all of that. Yeah, that helps. But listen, prayer, what it says is that huh, the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effects. So you might be taking, you might be having therapy sessions, but pray. Prayer is the most powerful antidepressant. It's the most powerful antidepressant, and I've seen it in my life as well. I literally prayed myself out of depression. It's a powerful antidepressant. It is the most powerful antidepressant. Hallelujah. So it says, prayer heals your heart. Right? That if you are struggling with some, with some sins in your life, open up to somebody, pray about it. it says your prayer is effective. If it says, if it shows you identification, you are righteous. It says the prayer of a righteous person is it. So even when you don't feel righteous, because God has stamped you with his spirit, he has sealed you with his spirit. And because of that, you'll be made righteous. You'll be made holy. When God sees you, he sees somebody that is blameless. He sees Christ. Because Jesus came to die in your stead. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that we are joint heirs with him. 
But I don't want to go into that. So we'll be made righteous. So even when we don't feel righteous, it says the prayer of a righteous person, as long as we are righteous in God's sight, via the blood of Jesus shed on that cross, It says our prayers are powerful in its effects. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I want to touch on one other thing as we round up. I want to touch on one other thing. Let's look at Moses. Moses went through a lot. Why read the book of, take our time, read the book of Exodus. But one thing I would advise you to do is I think this was someone here. You've been struggling with Bible study, and this is just the wisdom of the Lord for you. Spend time reading the New Testament. Spend time understanding the epistles, right? Spend time understanding the epistles. Um, start from, you can start from, from Romans. You can start from Romans, read Romans. Then you can go into you can go into um, reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You can now go into reading, you know, um, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, and then go and read the Old Testament because the Old Testament, how do I put it now? The New Testament is the explanation of the Old. So the Old Testament is, the New Testament is in the Old concealed and the Old Testament is in the new revealed. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah. So that's that's what someone that's what we have there. So spend time understanding the New Testament, read the epistles, and you will have more clarity. So don't just, anyways, that's for you. So basically, looking at Moses, um, I read from Exodus 34 from verse 28 to 30. But before I do that, just a background story. Moses was leading the people, or uh, were leading the people, hey, what am I saying? Moses was leading the people, God forbid. Moses was leading the children of God, right? Um, from, the, from their captors, right? From Egypt, from Egypt. And um, he led them out, you know, through miraculous ways, you know, we have uh, the Red Sea dividing, all of that, miraculous things, manna, food falling from heaven, all of that, water coming out from a rock, all of that. And I don't want to go into details of how the children of Israel were mad. But anyways, so um, Moses was basically leading a, a bunch of people that wanted after they were being led out of Egypt, like these people were not living lavish. They were slaves in Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. God brought them out. He brought them out with a strong hand, right? And immediately they came out. The first thing they started saying was, ah, they're hungry. Like, <laughs> They are completely forgotten the miracle of, of, the, the, of, of the sea dividing, literally dividing, you know, 
basically, basically, the world's first aquarium is what they witnessed for days. I mean, the journey was for days. So they, they, they were walking in a miracle for days. But I don't want to go into that. So after all of that, these guys were thirsty. And they were like, ah, they were pondering how, how they will kill Moses. Ah, Moses, you brought us here to die. You brought us here to suffer. Okay, God answered them, gave them water. They said they're hungry again. God brought food. He brought food that will last for years. They were thirsty again because of water. They wanted to kill, kill somebody that delivered them from Egypt. So, having all of that, having all that being said, Moses must have been very depressed. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Like, if Moses asks God a lot of times, God, do you want to kill me? Like, why are you doing this? Do you hate me? Literally ask God, do you hate me? Why are you doing this to me? Like, these people literally want to kill me. But one thing that we see is that Moses spent time with God, spent time in the presence of God. And the more he did, the more boldness he had to face adversity. The more boldness he had to face adversity. But that's not even the point I'm trying to make. You see, there's what happens when you are a person of prayer. It shows. It shows in your life. People can see it. People can discern it. And that's what happened in the case of Moses. And listen, Moses is not any better than you. Because you have the spirit of God on your inside. Moses did not have the spirit of God on his inside because he had not yet seen the promise. He only was expecting the promise, was only hoping to see it, but he never saw the promise through Jesus Christ. He never received the promised Holy Spirit that we have now. That each and every one of us has, each and every one of us on this call, we have that. If you believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Exodus 34 from verse 28 to 30, it says, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat bread or drink water. He wrote the Ten Commandments, the word of the, the, word of the covenant on the tables. As Moses descended from Mount Sinai, with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, as he descended, as he descended the mountain, he did not realize that the skin on his face shone as a result of his speaking with the Lord. Listen to that. So he did not realize that the skin of his face shone as a result of his speaking with the Lord. He says, when Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses. The skin, of the, the skin of his face shone. They were afraid to come near him. So in fact, he did not realize, this, realize it. It's the people that saw and they, 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 they testified to the glory that they saw. They were afraid. How did this come to be? It says, this was as a result of his speaking with the Lord. If you spend time with the Lord, 
people will see you and see glory. People will see you and see glory. They will. They will. And in this world that we live in, that is what we need. This is what we need. We need, we need people of prayer. People of prayer. People that will show the glory of the Lord to the world. That when people see them, they're like, ah, I might not know God, but you have shown me something glorious. You have showed me something God-like. Let that be the testimony of your life. And in fact, that will be the testimony of the life of everyone here tonight. It shifts that when you pray, glory will show. Abrakino said that when you pray, glory will show. People will see you and see glory. People will see you and see glory. Spend time with the Lord. Spend time with God. If it's an hour every day, if it's 30 minutes every day, it's an hour, you can break it 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening. If it's 30 minutes, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening, with time, you will expand. Your capacity will expand. A man that prays for 30 minutes every day is better than a man that prays for five hours every <laughs> for five hours that only prays five hours in a month. Because Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not lose heart. So we never stop praying, we only take breaks. We only take breaks. Hallelujah, show the glory of the Lord to your world. People in your sphere are depending on your prayer life. I'm telling you this now in case you didn't know. People around you are depending, your family is depending on your prayer life. That friend of yours is depending on your prayer life. Don't leave it to chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So right now, I'm going to just, ah, time is far spent. I'm going to just spend a few minutes praying. And um, I'm going to make this a culture in a new breast group that we have times of prayer. We have times of prayer. We have times of prayer. But that's by the way. So um, we're just going to spend some time praying. And I want you to, Bear in mind all that you have heard today. Bear in mind all that you have heard today. Pray with the consciousness that I have access to the Father. I have access to God. And I want you to make declarations that my prayer life will not remain the same way. It will not remain the same matter tonight. Begin to pray right now. 
Barre patoko bolekine bilo prudia da baloko saida. Ilikuze beridia toga balekuse delia damba rotade. My prayer life will not remain the same. Ilikutu boshadadi. Ila barra batoko bolede bidikuria banda kazesh. My prayer life will not remain the same. Ale bela kubra dia panda kubra de pidiato. I make a commitment tonight uh, to give myself to prayer, to be fervent in prayer, not slothful in business, uh, not slothful in biz- business, but fervent in spirit. Uh, I give myself to prayer. I give myself to prayer. I do not give my prayer life to chance. I do not leave my prayer life to chance. I do not leave my prayer life to chance. I do not leave my prayer life to chance because the world is depending on my devotion to God. Listen, the world is depending on your devotion to God. The world is depending on your devotion in prayer. Come on, pray. Pray, make those declarations. I want you to miss because God is hearing you right now. He's hearing you right now. And he will tap you in the, in the, in the middle of the night to pray. You will see it. He will wake you up in the middle of the night at certain times to pray. That's yes, you have times of prayer. You have times set to pray. But listen, God is going to, he's going to nod you like never before. Abredukopolato, angelic visitations. Kabare de 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 beleko de belekando saida. Esubarebede. Esubradebede kosha da 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 ya. E parapa, come on, pray. 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 Shata ta 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 ta. Rekata peleketo barapata paleta beite. Lindinipaya. Eleko brinimando saida. Repeta beleko brota polopono. I do not leave my prayer line to tanta. Eleko rebele kubra diapada. Ilisubra de panota keys azasha. I pray when I feel like and when I don't feel like. Abarapato shakini lipando lepizes. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Let fervency erupt from your belly. The Lord is touching some of you right now. He's touching some of you right now. A fresh anointing of prayer. A fresh kazeli, ele peto kobrakia, ele pete kobrata barabakata basa dadadia, ele pete beshata baya, rapakata barabakata bedaketo barabakato. Let those struggles to pray cease right now. Let those struggles to pray cease right now. In the name of Jesus, let those things uh, that have been an obstruction uh, to your prayer life, uh, let them die off. Let them die off. 
God trusts a man that prays. God trusts a man that prays. Listen, God trusts a man that prays. And God wants to make a name for yourself in your, in, uh, through your life. He wants to make a name for himself through your life. Pray, come on. Pray, Shata Barabate Belito. Barabate Kolebendo Vriki Subelito Koboto. My prayer life will not be as cold as it used to. It will not be as cold as it used to. For I will pray and not lose heart. I will pray and not lose heart. Esata barada gabelete. Barabato koboroboko tobo sata balebete kubreya. Come on, pray ayatea. Lisuri kamaniatoa. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. God is making a name for himself through your life. And I want you to believe that. Don't think you are too small. Don't think you are too small. Huh. <laughs> there are things that God only reveals to a man that prays. There are things. So you've been asking God, God, how far? What's next? What's this? What's that? But you, you just might not be ready for that thing yet. Because God trusts a man that prays. That answer, that thing that you are looking for is in a place of prayer. It's in a place of prayer. It's in a place of prayer. Hallelujah. Let prayer be a constant in your life. Cabra, keeping company with those that you have no business keeping company with. Oh, he says he will have you walk. He will have you walk in his ways. He will have you walk in his steps. That the company that you are keeping is holding you down. It's pulling you back. It's pulling you back. And you know this. And you know this. But this is me calling it to, to your attention. You need new friends. You need new friends. That might seem simple, but it's, it means something so dear to this person. Hallelujah. If you continue here, we might, we might not live here till 12. So let me let you guys go. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word tonight. Thank you because everyone here will not leave the same. For your word is honored in the heart, in the life of everyone present here. Your word is honored in the name of Jesus. Honored. Hallelujah. 
for your word does not fall to the ground. You are not a man that lies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And yes, the world will be grateful of our prayer life. The world will be better for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, rejoice where you are. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you for listening. Don't stop here. There is much more to keep your heart lit. And if you would like to join this group, send a direct message on Instagram to at Kelechi Oji. K-E-L-E-C-H-I-O-G. Thank you.